Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Monday, April 10th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, uh, a little more uh, sunny disposition uh, this this Monday morning, uh, as opposed to the way we were talking on Friday night after the uh, the Guardians' home opener. Uh, walk-off win on Sunday to sort of salvage a game from that Seattle series. And uh, Will Brennan, I guess, the, the, the talk of the town with his uh, multi-RBI effort after the ninth inning, uh, two at-bats there. He became, becomes the first Cleveland hitter with uh, multiple game-tying RBIs after the ninth inning. Uh, pretty exciting uh, stuff to, to watch the, the Guardians pick up a 7-6 to six walk-off win in 12 innings uh, against Seattle. Yeah, Joe, I, I didn't think the games were supposed to go that long now with the automatic <laughs> runner rule. I mean, that was that was that was an insane game. It just it wouldn't quit. You know, neither team would would stop scoring when they had to. That was that was exciting, man. Yeah, you got the sense that every time Seattle put a run up on the board, uh, that oh that that's it. That you know it, the uh, the Guardians can can come back and they can they can put another run up there, and, and this is going to be the opportunity. Uh, they had a lot of chances. Uh, they, they left a lot of runners on base. Uh, but the ones that did come across, uh, th- those counted, uh, uh, especially with Jose Ramirez sliding across the plate there on the uh, the grounder from uh, Josh Bell, the the fielder's choice ground out, uh, grounder that basically scored. You know, Bell went 0 for 6 on the day with a couple of strikeouts. You know, wasn't necessarily feeling uh, good about himself, but uh, all you got to do is put the ball in play and good things happen. And uh, that's exactly what happened on that final play. Yeah. And it's, and it's great to have uh, Jose Ramirez coming 90 feet from uh, third base. That guy is, he's a maniac, man. He's, he is like, he is so dangerous. there, so daring. You know, he, you knew he was going to score no matter what, how, how far that ball rolled. It, it was, he was in there. What a great slide. And, uh, you know, just just a great game. It was like it kept you on the edge of the seat. And Joe, it just shows you, you know, in that extra inning rule, you know, it doesn't it, you you got to score two runs to win, you know, mm-hmm. in an inning. You can't score with just one run. That's not going to do it. Yeah. If you if you just scratch across the the automatic runner and get him in, uh, that's that's not good enough, uh, I, I guess. And, and And especially with the bullpens that Seattle and and Cleveland can throw out there and, and the guys, the arms that they can throw at you, uh, you need multiple runs. And 
you know, that's why in, in, in the one inning when Andres Jimenez, you know, doubled to lead off the inning uh, and, and score just replaced that automatic runner, you thought, OK, well, you can get him get him over and get him in. Uh, and, and then you've got your two runs. But, uh, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. It's uh, it's, it's a lot harder than it, it sounds, especially when, you know, the, the Mariners are throwing uh, Matt Brash and, and, and Seawald and, and those guys. Uh, these are these are top top flight uh, relievers that, that the Guardians make. Make no mistake. What the Guardians did yesterday was was pretty tough against some of the better relievers in baseball. Uh, Got to talk about Miles Straw. He uh, extended his hitting streak to nine games. Uh, you know, played real big, uh, did some nice things. Jose Ramirez's, uh, hitting streak goes to 15 games. He's hit in every game, uh, so far, all 10 games for the guardians this year. And, um, and, and Steven Kwan leading off the game with, uh, with a triple and, and scoring, uh, you know, he's got uh, multi-hit games in, I think, uh, five or six, five, uh, five multi-hit games this year for the guardians. That's tied for uh, the second most in major league baseball. Yeah, he just he looks so comfortable in that leadoff role, Joe. Just uh, you know, when you see him coming to the plate, you just you you, you have so much confidence that he's going to do something. He's going to make contact, and when he strikes out or when he swings at a bad pitch, you're surprised because it's just not in his DNA. And but he he puts up so many quality at bats that it's really fun to watch him. Uh, speaking of confidence, uh, a big confidence boost for uh, starting pitcher Zach Plesac. Uh, he went seven innings yesterday, allowed five hits, two earned runs, only walked one, struck out six on 91 pitches. Uh, that was a, a really welcome sight for Plesak, for, for Tito, uh, to see him go out there. He gave up two runs in the first inning. Cal Raleigh got him uh, on a, a, I think he doubled up change-ups. And it was a good pitch, low low in the zone, and Raleigh just went down and, and sort of golfed it up into the, you know, into the teeth of the wind and got it out of the park. But, you know, other than that, uh, you know, Plesak was was excellent. He, he he worked his slider and uh, just really sort of uh, battled his way through that uh, Mariners lineup a couple of times. Yeah, he really he needed that, like you said, Joe, um, uh, you know, coming off that the one inning, uh, his first start where he lasted just one inning. Uh, he really needed this. This was a big, big start for Zach. Uh, glad to see him pitching well. And, he, you know, he has a history of pitching well against Seattle. And that history uh, held up, and he just looked uh, he looked like a different guy to me. Just, you know, you, you, after you get through, you know, that little you know, that little bump, he gives up the two-run homer, and you're sitting there thinking, uh-oh, here we go again. But he came right back and pitched very, very well. Well, and the thing was, the uh, Cleveland's offense really didn't get on track until later in the game. I mean, George Kirby did a, a decent job against uh, the, the, the Guardians lineup, it's just that, you know, those, those two pitchers were an afterthought, you know, two hour, two and a half hours later when, when the real game, I guess, sort of kicked in and, uh, you know, we, we started going back and forth on the edge of our seats. Uh, again, Brennan steps up in the ninth inning with two outs and, you know, the, the Guardians had with, with the never say die attitude and the always, always in the game until the very last out, uh, the Guardians had put two runners in scoring position uh, Brendan hit a ball that I, I bet you if it was July, that ball would have been 10 rows deep into the right field seats. Uh, but on a, a cold and, and windy afternoon in April, uh, it, it, it was, you know, uh, Teoscar Hernandez got it off his glove and 
Uh, Brennan was uh, at second base, uh, had, you know, goes from a game winner to a, a game tying uh, double. Uh, Brennan's pretty well suited for uh, for coming off the bench. He's he's adjusted to that role pretty, pretty nicely. Yeah, he sure is. And it, it's a tough role. It's a tough ask, you know, for, a, you know, a guy that's still a rookie, you know, has probably played every day throughout, you know, his minor league career. And now you're asking him to come off the bench late. Uh, you know, I, well, he got a rare, he started yesterday, obviously, but, mm-hmm. you know, you're coming, you're asking him to come off the bench late, you know, facing, you know, you know, the best, uh, pitchers the opposing team has out of their bullpen. And he's done a, he's done a great job, Joe. I think he's, he's held his own. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, he's making headway. I don't know if he's going to be the starting right fielder by the all-star break, but he's making a case for himself. Right. And, and you can tell that, that just by the way that Tito talks about him, the way he interacts with him, uh, the way he talks to other people about him, uh, that, that Tito likes him and likes his approach and likes his attitude. He's impressed by, uh, you know, Brennan being as young as he is and, you know, handling things the way that he does. He said, you know, he's coming off the bench, normally getting some tough at bats facing the other team's closer. I mean, you're talking about the other team's best late inning guy and, and they're asking him to go up there and get a hit. Uh, it's, it's not an easy thing to do, and and he's handled himself real well. Um, another uh, you know rookie young guy that's handled himself pretty well. Uh, Tim Heron got his first major league win. Uh, he faced one batter and uh, and and got him out, uh, and and that was uh, you know came in to get the lefty in the uh, bottom of the twelfth inning, and uh, all of a sudden he's getting a beer shower after the game. Yeah, you know, and he he had kind of, you know, turned a corner from that tough start in Oakland where he gave up, you know, the game-tying home run. He came back to Cleveland, had a good had had a good appearance, I believe on Friday, and uh, you know, came back last night yesterday to get the win. So, you know, he's you know, he's an interesting guy, Joe. I mean, he's 6-5 left-handed. You know, he comes at you, you watch his pitches, his slider and stuff. I mean, they're they're moving all over the place. So, you know, that's that was really encouraging because Joe, this bullpen has been worked hard, man. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and that's why it was so good to see, you know, Plesac, uh, you know, go go deep into that that game, but right now, you know, their bullpen is leading the, the big leagues in innings pitched. With you know forty two point two in the third innings, this and their you know Cleveland's rotation has only thrown fifty two in the third inning, fifty two innings, and that's you know that's not a good ratio. They've got to get some more. They've got to get some help out of that rotation, or they're going to burn this bullpen out. Well, the nice thing is you've got uh, Shane Bieber going tonight. You can you can hopefully expect him to go a little deeper in a game than maybe. Uh, you know, a younger guy would, but uh, again, you're facing that, that New York lineup and they can wear a pitcher out, you know, pretty quickly if you're not careful. So uh be interesting to see how long he lets Bieber go uh, tonight, depending on the, the game situation. I mean, obviously he, he, he wanted to win that game. Yes. Tito wanted to win that game yesterday. So he was going to throw, uh, you know, any available arms out there, out of the bullpen, everybody was going to get work uh, as, as the game wore on. Uh, and, uh, as far as I, you know, I wanted to mention, I've had this in my, my head, uh, since we were watching it happen, um, last night or yesterday afternoon with, with James Karachak was on the mound, uh, I believe in the eighth inning. And, uh, there was some, some arguments, some discussion with Scott service, uh, the, the Mariners, uh, manager coming out and, uh, wanting pitch clock violations on, uh, Karachak and the home plate umpire was, was basically just not giving them. 
Yeah, I guess they were yelling from the bench. You know, from the bench, uh, the uh, they were counting down. I don't know if they were counting down like the fans in Seattle did, but they were they were getting a lot of flack uh, from uh, Seattle's bench. I'm surprised the umpire didn't kick somebody out. And uh, I guess it was pitch clock violations, uh, you know, but they had rattled uh, Karen check in Seattle. I think they were just trying to a little gamesmanship, trying to get to him again, Joe. Yeah. And that's something that we've got to ask uh, Karen check if, if he thinks he's going to face, you know, pretty much everywhere. It's not just Seattle. I mean, it, it's happened a couple of times now with Seattle. I'm wondering if it's a copycat league, if uh, if people are teams are going to pick up on it and, and we'll see that, you know, as he as he progresses through the season. Uh, speaking of progressing through the season, the Guardians announced this morning that right-hander Tristan McKenzie uh, was checked out, was actually rechecked by Dr. Jason Jenin, uh, the the doctor who uh, looked at his injured right shoulder, and he's progressing well, uh, came through the checkup uh, well, and, and doesn't isn't showing any signs. He's asymptomatic uh, with his teres major muscle strain, uh, and he could begin. Uh, throwing weighted balls and and on his way to a throwing program uh, sometime later this week. Uh, all a very uh, encouraging update, and as well as they they updated us on Sam Hentges, uh, who's a little bit further along. He's actually throwing off the mound out in uh, Goodyear, and he could be throwing a 20 pitch simulated game uh, scheduled for tomorrow. Yeah, that's great news on on both guys. Uh, you know. Uh, Henkin says, you know, he's been, he missed all of spring. Well, he made one, one appearance in spring training and he's been down ever since. So, you know, he's, it sounds like he's getting ready, Joe, to, you know, go out on a rehab assignment and, uh, you know, get some uh, minor league games on, you know, and, uh, you know, and throw some and hopefully be up here. Who knows, Joe, by the, maybe by, you know, the May 1st or somewhere around in there, maybe the, by the start of May or mid May, he's back in, in the bullpen. Uh, and, uh, Mackenzie, I'm still, you know, I'm wondering, you know, th- you know, we saw with this injury, you know, they, it takes, it, it takes a long time. And, uh, you know, is this the first step? You know, where where does uh, Tristan go from here? Because, you know, Karen Check had this last year and what he didn't get up here till uh, May. Right. I mean, or no, uh, maybe uh, Ju- June. Uh, yeah. June or July. He was. Yeah. Was, June or July. So, so I guess there's probably varying degrees of this injury. But uh, I hopefully uh, this is a step in the right direction for Tristan. Right. Yeah. I I really wouldn't expect him. Uh, I think anything before June 1st would be a a, a bonus for this team. Uh, if he's able to get back, but as long as he stays asymptomatic and isn't feeling any pain as he's he's going through these checkups and these these throwing progressions, uh, you know he'll stay on schedule. But you've got to build him up really slow and really take it easy because you, you want Tristan McKenzie back. You don't want you know somebody who can just get out there and throw. You want him to be at his full strength and potential when he comes back uh, because it, it's not just about getting him back for for June and July. It's about getting him back. For, for any sort of stretch run into August, September, and you want him making starts in the postseason. Uh, with Hentges, I mean, I mean, if he's if he's throwing off the mound now, he's a, he's a lot closer than than Tristan is, and uh, you want uh, you want Sam Hentges. You're going to have to give him time to be the Sam Hentges that he was, you know, last season at, at the end of the the year where he was in September making 15 consecutive scoreless appearances and you know, going out and, and, and really handling himself uh, well with uh, the stuff. All, all I'm concerned about with Hentges is 
when he gets back on the mound, is the stuff going to be as good as it was last year? Because the uh, what he was throwing at at, uh, at hitters from both sides of the plate was just practically unhittable. Yeah, he he really finished strong. That was a breakout year for him. Just uh, really, you know, was a dominant left-hander. Uh, and uh, I, I'm not sure. Maybe they'll maybe they could have uh, two lefties in that pen with Heron and 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 Sam. Who knows? But uh, he certainly it certainly would be a welcome addition to the pen. And uh, it sounds like he's on the right track, Joe. Yeah, why go back uh, if you've got two big lefties like that? You know, keep them in there, and and, and if they're both play, uh, pitching well, you know, throw them, uh, <laughs> throw everything at a team if you need to. I mean, it's the Tampa Bay philosophy. I mean, you, you remember they would roll guys out of that bullpen, you know, one six foot seven, one six foot eight, and just keep coming at you. So, uh, I like the idea of having just uh, you know a basketball front court coming out of the bullpen uh, staring at you with with Stefan and, and Hedges and, and, uh, and, and Heron as well. Uh, so yeah, you've got, uh, the Yankees coming in, opening up a, a big series, uh, you know, this week, uh, three games, uh, early, uh, pretty early in the season to be seeing the Yankees, uh, pretty soon for them to be coming back to, uh, to progressive field for the first time since the, the 2022 AL division series, uh, but you've got your ace on the mound for game one, and uh, you're going to see Garrett Cole uh, in game two. And, uh, you know, this is this is a big series, uh, whether they want to say so or not. Uh, they, they can they can learn a lot about themselves in these next three games. Yeah, definitely, Joe. I think, you know. Uh, we just saw that, uh, you know, what, they play seven games against Seattle, you know, many consider a playoff team. Uh, you know, I think there's there's a chance they, these two teams could meet in October. What, they 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 out they go they win the series 4-3, outscore them 29-26. Last year, uh, Seattle went 6-1 and one against them and outscored Cleveland 29-11. to 11. So that's a good sign, I think, going into this series against the Yankees. Uh, you know, they, they just, they're coming off a series against a, a playoff contender and, and, you know, roaring right back into it, it, you know, facing another contender. The Yankees are playing well. You know, they've got power as usual. They've got Garrett Cole, who, a guy that uh, Cleveland cannot beat. And, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a good test. I was, uh, Seattle's, I mean, uh, the Yankees have a lot of guys on, on the injured list, Joe. Yeah. They just put Josh Donaldson on the injured list. They've got a slew of, of pitchers who are either, you know, not coming back anytime soon or, you know, uh, not expected back at least until the the end of this month or maybe in, in May. So, uh, the, you know, their, their bullpen's a little bit depleted. They've, they've still got, you know, uh, uh, Herman and uh, I, I believe what, Severino's not out there uh, yet, uh, but they're, they're big, off-season uh, free agent signing Carlos Rodon is 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 sidelined. You know who knows when he's going to be back. So, yeah, they're they're struggling, and especially their starters are struggling. I think Cole's the only one without a super inflated ERA. I mean, he's down at zero uh, seven three for for his ERA right now. So, uh, you know, Garrett Cole's feeling like Garrett Cole, but you know, hopefully Shane Bieber's feeling like Shane Bieber, and uh, you know, you know, Bieber's got pretty good numbers against most of these uh, these Yankees hitters in his career. Yeah, you know, he's had two really good starts uh, this, to open the season with. He hasn't got a decision. You know, one, uh, you know, they six scoreless against Seattle, and then he came back and pitched well against Oakland as well. 
Um, the, the offense hasn't really overwhelmed him with support, so he could use a few runs tonight. Uh, but Be- I like the way Bieber's pitching. He looks, uh, you know, he's coming off a great spring, and that's carried right over into uh, the regular season. Yeah, keep an eye on uh, Aaron Judge, the matchup with uh, Shane Bieber. Uh, 0 for 5 in his career uh, against uh, Bieber, but, and John Carlos Stanton 0 for 6 in his career against Bieber. So uh, I mean, he's he's got some some pretty nice uh, numbers against some of these guys in in the lineup. He just needs to go out and and execute, and uh, you know we'll we'll see what uh, what Shane Bieber is is able to to produce. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's where we are with the with the Guardians facing the Yankees uh, heading into this series. We'll have a lot more to talk about. Uh, coming up tomorrow uh, and and some updates there. Uh, We'll talk to you again here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe.